What's going on, investing fam? You listen to the Stock Market Tour Guide podcast, where I help you navigate the uncertain world that is the stock market. I'm your host, Stock Market Jay, and I'm here to save the day, bringing you the news you can use, the regular fundamental analysis, insights, helpful tools, and strategies. All right, guys. So as we get started with every episode, as a disclaimer, this is not financial advice. I am not a financial advisor. I'm just a fundamental, uh, active investor who believes in the power of education. Okay, I believe that proper education. Uh, prevents poor performance in the stock markets and it also limits risk and maximizes profits all right guys so with that being said uh i since i harp on that so much i actually wanted to do a um an episode about uh, how financial education is the key for investing okay it's the foundation it's literally the foundation for investing it's the ground level of investing okay and then you pair that with the emotional intelligence that you need to be able to ride this roller coaster ride and you will succeed in investing okay um and i'll do a whole another episode on how that emotional intelligence uh plays a big part in uh in, in investing and in investing in any asset class and in any form and in business in general because that emotional intelligence is what keeps you on board it keeps you under like when you understand information and you're able to apply it um like when you know like hey we're in a bear market so i'm going to possibly lose money but if i uh buy the dip buy more of the asset uh, while it's going down um then i'll have a greater return in the long run but you have to be emotionally fortified enough to be able to ride that ride right but that's for a whole nother uh, episode. So today, uh, financial education is the foundation for investing. I truly believe that uh, and for a few different reasons at that. Uh, but before we get started with the episode, take a little time out to uh, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, and, 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 and hit that notification bell so you can catch every everything that I put out. OK, I'm always dropping gems. I'm always dropping jewels. I'm always giving good knowledge and good game for all my listeners. All right. Uh, follow me on uh, 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 Instagram, Stock Market J. You have an underscore uh, between all the letters. Uh, I mean, all the words. I'm sorry. Stock underscore Market underscore J. Uh, follow me on Facebook, Stock Market J. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Stock Market J One. Uh, I'm here. I'm here, and I'm everywhere. I'm here to give everybody uh, their slice of the pie, if you will. I'm here to. Uh, educate uh, properly educate people that's why i don't give financial advice this is an educational platform right uh, i'm not here to be a guru i am here to be a teacher right i am here you can leverage me you can leverage my experiences in the uh, financial markets in the stock market uh and and not make the same mistakes that i did right uh, it was a learning curve for me i had to, i didn't have no one to kind of hold my hand and guide me through this don't get me wrong i probably did a lot of things that some of you guys are doing which was listening to different people getting different viewpoints and perspectives and angles and just seeing who i appreciated the most and who i felt was the most knowledgeable and i just went and and i went in right um and that's what i encourage a lot of you guys to do uh but yeah like i said leverage me though leverage my experiences leverage my insights uh and 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 i will teach you guys how to um fundamentally invest right uh safely practically and intelligently invest at that so financial education is the foundation for investing you have to you have to do the homework if you want to succeed uh in, in investing in any asset class investing in any market uh starting any business doing any side or anything that you do you have to do your homework and continuously be a student of that um just like in your workplace when when you're first get to your job 
or you first got in your career field, it's a chance that you didn't know what you were doing. It's a chance that you that was the first time you had ever done it. But but now, after you have some skin in the game, it's a chance that you're actually probably pretty good at your job. You might not be a good employee. I mean, a great employee. You might be a pretty good employee if you put a little extra work in, or you study, do a little, put a, you know, put a little bit more time in, put a little bit more education behind it. You possibly can be a great employee. Um, and it's the same thing with uh, any business you're gonna start. Um, any any uh, asset classes you want to invest in. Um, that's why they have continued education and higher education for uh, people that you know are looking to get into a certain career field. Um, doctors have to go through uh, many a moons, many a years of, of actual education before they can actually um, start playing the game because they have to learn how to play, right? Um, lawyers, the same thing. Uh, economists, same thing. It's a certain level of higher education that you have to do. Uh, athletes, they continuously train, study, educate themselves, uh, and practice, which is all education is. It's just practice in one particular area uh, in order to succeed and, and, and uh, thrive at the highest levels, right? So you have to do the homework. You have to do the homework. You have to do the fundamental analysis. You have to do the research, right, uh, in order to, you know, uh, win or succeed or maximize profits in the world of investing. Um, so you have to understand how economy, the economy affects the markets, okay? And the economy, which is a sister to business, it affects businesses, of course. <laughs> and then um, it actually can affect, <clears throat> excuse me, it actually can affect your ROI, your uh, uh, return on investment, and it can affect your ROIC, your return on invested capital. Um, just by how the economy is moving. Um, so understanding the economy will really help. Okay. It'll really help you in this journey of investing because you have to understand like right now we're in a, a, a state of contraction. The economy is contracting. Um, GDP uh, growth is down. Um, you have to understand how that's going to affect uh, uh, in, inflation is through the roof. Interest rates are going up. You have to understand how that in, uh, how that affects uh, businesses and different asset classes, right? Um, because right now, due to all the quantitative easing that we were experiencing in 2020 during COVID and parts of 2021, uh, and all quantitative easing is is when the Federal Reserve, uh, you know, buys uh, bonds and uh, notes and other things like that from the government, and then they're able to put that money into the economy as a form of stimulus to kind of like um, ease the economy, right? And then, but when you do that, uh, you pump so much new money into the into the economy, it uh it has a inverse effect because you know for every good there's a bad, right? Uh, every uh, action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? And the equal and opposite reaction to quantitative easing is going to be quantitative tightening, okay? And all that is is when uh, the not the uh, the the when the Federal Reserve, because their job is to do a couple of things, it's to keep inflation at a minimum due to you know, raising interest rates and then um, also keeping unemployment uh, at a at a at a minimum as well. 
um, and it's a it's a certain level it's a certain balance that they have to walk doing that because if unemployment is too high the economy can't be stimulated enough if it's too low the economy be overstimulated and overstimulation of the economy will lead to them doing the quantitative tightening which will be raising interest rates and when you raise interest rates that has a, a like an inverse or an adverse effect on the markets so a raising of interest rates what that does is and this is just all the things that you have to understand like i said the financial education okay a lot of times we're not financially educated enough to understand how to play the game and win the game of money oftentimes people just sit here all they do is just go to work uh, hopefully they save maybe they don't but when you save money uh, you your money actually loses value every year due to inflation because inflation is at average between two and three percent so it averages out at 2.5 percent annually per annum okay and when that happens your money is losing value every day so the more money that you have sitting away the more uh, money you have that's a secret tax okay inflation is a secret tax so the more money you have sitting away the more money that you have losing value every day you have to keep that money flowing and you have to keep it circulating uh, money is a, a currency and the root word is current and anything that has a current it flows and it's continuously moving right water air things like that um, so the thing with that is like I said a quantitative tightening that's gonna be a raising of interest rates um, and when interest rates go up that affects the housing market it affects the automotive market it affects uh, businesses um, it affects everything because the cost when inflation is high uh, as a result of the quantitative easing the, the cost of goods and services go up they get inflated right because they have to keep up with the everyone you have to understand this as well um, and this is just something that you learn just dealing with business and uh, and fundamentally investing right fundamentally analyzing businesses um, companies margins can go up and down the higher the margin that means the more money you're making all margins are is when let's say it cost you uh, two dollars to make a product and you sell it for ten dollars you have an eighty percent margin well if the cost of that margin I mean if the cost of that good goes up to five or a seven but you're still selling for ten now your margins are decreasing okay and that's not what you want in business because the name of the game is to make as much money as you can uh, for as little money as you can spend right um, you have to understand these things when you're analyzing these businesses right you have to understand these things Well, me as a fundamental investor but you also have to understand these things when you're just a regular person um, living your regular nine-to-five job because this is how you can actually win the game of 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 money right because if you understand that hey inflation uh, inflation is through the roof right now costing goods are going up i might need to cut back in a few different areas so i can save money right or i might need to, instead of saving the bulk of my money i might need to invest the bulk of my money right so i can keep that money moving and growing instead of just sitting and losing value if you're a person that keeps all cash um when when interest rates go up due to quantitative easing uh, when we experience that quantitative tightening you have to understand what well, is this the best time to be buying real estate okay is it now don't get me wrong when the real estate uh bubble is bursting or real estate is on the way down if you are a real estate investor you know it's time to buy more and load up on it just like in any asset class when it's down you load up and that's where you make your money you make your money when you buy not when you sell and you have to understand these things uh, that's the financial education the financial literacy aspect going into investing and that's how you uh, get the most out of it so 
um, it's not a good time to get credit cards when interest rates go up because uh, all that happened, the, um, the, the banks actually borrow the money from the Federal Reserve. So when the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates, they send it off to the, they send that uh, raised rate in debt to the banks. And then the banks send that raised rate, they trickle it down. It's a ripple effect. It goes down to the consumer, to you and me, the consumer, right? So that's why it costs more to, to, uh, uh, to, to buy cars. It costs more to buy real estate. Uh, it costs more when you get credit cards. It costs more for loans because the interest rates are going up all across the boards, right? It's a, it's a, it's a money game. It's a money pyramid, right? Uh, the bank's job is to make money. And, and it's the job of the economy, it's the job of the country, the United States, or any uh, country to make money because the, the, the United States is incorporated and it is a business. And you have to understand these things. Um, so you have to understand that if you want to win the game of money, like I said, not even if you're just investing, but also for uh, uh, just life purposes, right? And just understanding how this works. Um, I actually didn't know about interest until I learned about credit. And that kind of, you know, snowballed into me learning about, you know, other areas of things like that and inflation as well. I didn't know about how inflation uh, affected you uh, until, you know, I started studying, uh, you know, uh, myself financially until I started learning that financial education, financial literacy, right? Uh, you have to learn how to, uh, what, what hedging is and, and how to protect whatever asset class you're investing in and all hedging is is, is is just that it's a way to protect your assets so if you're investing in something and it's losing value you have to learn how to limit those losses okay that can be with diversifying your holdings uh if you're doing uh if you're investing in stocks uh you can do uh um you know what they call uh um options you can trade options on it you know um you can do some puts on it, some shorts, and you can like capitalize on that while it's on the way down. Um, and you can hedge any asset class. You have to understand this because you have to know how to protect the asset. That's the name of the game. Okay, you want to grow your money, but you also want to be able to protect your capital, your invested capital at all costs. Okay, so you have to learn how to limit those losses. And that can be done, like I said, with, with uh, options in stocks, or it can be done with diversifying your holdings in stocks or in uh, uh, crypto or in uh, business cause, uh, or, or in uh, uh, real estate. Uh, that's why people that have businesses, they often have multiple businesses. So if one business is down, uh, another business might be booming, right? And it's the same thing with the economy um, and in investing as well. Uh, you might have one area of the economy in a contraction and in the other area, uh, another area in the economy in an expansion. OK, so right now, the um, the automotive sectors, the real estate sectors are in a contraction. They're contracting right now. The real estate is still kind of bubbling, but it's going to be contracting soon because of interest rates and because of all the uh, stimulus in the economy. Right. And because, you know, all the overbuying. Right. Um, the automotive industry is feeling it already because, of course, that's been passed down to them guys. They're tank. I'm not gonna say they're tanking, but they're down. Um, but also, right now, small and mid cap stocks, the smalls and the mids, they felt the brunt of and and big tech as well. They felt the brunt of the economy contracting first. They were in a bear market before the rest of the sectors were, and and but but they also are the first ones to boom when it's back into an expansion, right? An expansion cycle. So you have to learn how. Like what sectors are, are, you know, contracting and which ones are expanding. Um, 
for a while, commodities were going through the roof due to uh, uh, inflation and due to supply chain restraints and stuff like that. You had gas and oil, energy was up, um, wheat, uh, barley, oats, things like that were up. Um, you know, the commodities, right? Gold, silver, those things were uh, up and inflated, and they're, they're slowly on the way down in a state of contraction right now. So, uh, uh, things like that, consumer discretionary. Um, those things are like your necessities, um, uh, your household goods, things like that. And, and those were in a state of, uh, expansion with high inflation because people were like, okay, I need to, instead of buying, uh, instead of taking that trip to that restaurant or instead of taking the trip period, you know, traveling, it was like, okay, let me just load up on the stuff that I need at home. You know what I'm saying? Let me load up on my body wash. Let me load up on my uh, uh, deodorant. Let me load up on my, uh, you know, your household goods and stuff like that, right? Um, consumer defensive. Um, it's currently in a state of contraction. Um, the healthcare sector, it's booming right now because we still have a bunch of stuff going on with COVID and we still have, you know, people are still building up right there. Uh, so you have to understand it's a cycle. It's an up and down cycle. You have to understand where the money is going and where it's flowing to. You can protect yourself that way. That's a great way of hedging um, by putting your money in places that are booming uh, uh, and, and understanding, hey, I understand the direction that the economy is going. Let me pull my money out before it begins to bust, right? Um, so that's how you limit those losses and how you diversify your holdings in order to, you know, get the most uh, uh, out of your ROI or your ROIC. Um, you have to understand how asset classes are taxed. It's the same because every asset class is, is taxed differently, right? Um, real estate is taxed differently than, uh, than than stocks are because in real estate, you can actually um, kind of, I'm going to say, delay how you're taxed or you can kind of defer, that's a better word, how you're taxed. Uh, if you buy a property and then you're like, uh, uh, when you sell that property, if you use the profits or the money that you uh, earn from that, to invest into another property of uh, you know equal or more value, then you actually can defer those taxes until you find you can keep doing that process over and over and over again until you actually sell out of that property altogether and then you'll be taxed on it. But then it'll be a much longer tax. It'll be a long-term tax and in, in, in conjunction into a, a short-term tax. Um, and when you have, let's say, a, a short-term tax will be considered capital gains. So you have to understand the different levels of taxing. Uh, you have a working tax, which is an earned income tax, like the, the taxes that you make for actually working a job, which is taxed the highest at 40%. And you have a capital gains tax, which is uh, I bought low and I sold high. I didn't hold an asset for that long, which, um, you know, typically like if within a year or just, you know, a short a, a buy and flip or whatever the case may be, that's taxed the second highest, right? And you have, a, a, you know, the, the passive taxes, the passive income taxes, which are, you know, uh, uh, taxed the least, um, the portfolio tax. Uh, and you have to understand these things, right? You have to understand taxes so you can know how the asset class is taxed. Because it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep. And when I say how much money you keep, I don't mean by savings, by way of savings. I mean by how much is kept in your pocket by un from Uncle Sam. And, and those, the, the IR and the S, you don't want them coming to knock at your door, taking up all your money. Because 
Now, we just sat here and said inflation was a secret tax on your money. So you have to understand how to move your money and keep your money flowing so it's not eaten up by inflation. Okay, that's the secret tax. You don't want to get hit with the secret tax, but just like you don't want to get hit with the secret tax, you don't want to get hit with massive taxes through the IR and the S, okay? Because Uncle Sam will come knocking and they're going to get your money. How do you think the government knows every single thing you're doing? You can't just sit here and say, like, every time you, like, if you ever signed up for something or, like, you do something, like, hey, what address is associated with, with, with like, which of these addresses is associated with you? And it's like, man, I lived there when I was a kid. I lived, they, they keep, they track you. The IR and the rest tracks you, right? So it's not how much money you make, it's how much you keep uh, by way of taxes, okay and it's ways that you can get literally zero you can pay zero taxes guys like donald trump pay zero taxes um robert kiyosaki pays zero taxes um i can't remember the guy's name but the guy that was running up against uh joe biden recently he was paying uh 13 in taxes uh you know stuff like that you have to understand how can you leverage your money or how can you play the game and you can do you you, you the name of the game is to do it legally and ethically uh, when you're paying little to no taxes or you'll end up with uh, Wesley Snipes who had, I believe, served some jail time for not paying tax or avoiding taxes. It's called tax evasion. <laughs> so you want to make sure you uh, whatever you're doing is legal and ethical, okay? Um, and then another key point, uh, key potent point to the financial education being a foundation for investing is you want to have good financial habits. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, it's called financial literacy and financial education. And what comes with that is the financial habits. Okay. Um, how much do you save? I recommend everyone save 10% of every dollar that they make, uh, and call paying yourself first instead of before I pay any bills, before I even think about a creditor or debtor or, whatever a, a light bill a, a electric bill before i think about anything a water bill i pay myself i'm the one that's gonna get money first but and, and this is the crazy part because you're already taxed um before as soon as your check hits you already have what medical tax uh, medicare uh social security tax uh and things like that right uh, already taken out of your check and that's why people uh, opt in for the iras and the 401k accounts because they take that money out before it's even taxed. Like that money is tax free. You pay the taxes on the back end, but by that time it has so much time to mature. It's a, a long term tax, right? It's a, um, it's a you, you know you held the you held the the asset for a longer period of time, um, and and that's taxed the least when you when you uh, hold something when you buy and hold for a long time. That's taxed the least. Um, so I actually you know you want to pay yourself first. Uh, how much do you invest? I recommend everyone invest at least 10% of their income. And that's just building wealth towards the future. See, your savings is for the here and now, okay? Your savings is so you can, for those rainy days, for those in case of emergency break glass, it's for those big purchases that you want to make. Um, it's for if, uh, you know, something unforeseen happens and you have to, uh, you know, cover something. Uh, uh, savings is for your protection now. Investing is for your future. You invest for your future, right? That's for your future self, because that money's growing, uh, and it's 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 it's, it's gaining interest, uh, especially if you have a, um, you know, uh, let's say if you have a compounding effect on that interest, if you have compound interest uh, being gained on your asset, right? That means your interest is making you interest, right? Um, so, and and don't get me wrong, these are the bare minimums uh invest 10 percent, save 10 percent, right 
and then um, live on the rent, pay your bills, and then live on the rest. This is just financial education 101. And this is why people often wonder why they're broke or why they can't start investing, why they don't really have that much money to invest with. Well, first, you have to cut all the clutter out of your life, all the subscriptions you don't need, all those. If you if you like to get a, a, a Coca-Cola every day, if you like to get Starbucks coffee every day, if you like to, you know, uh, eat out every week, every day, uh, you got to cut some things out because that money that can be invested or saved to build up your savings first because you want a long-term savings of six to 12 months and then you want a, a short-term savings to protect your long-term savings and now and then now you're at the uh, beginning of building wealth right you're at the beginning of now you can actually play the game and invest money and not be investing backwards right um so you want to be able to do that uh, are you budgeting your money do you know where your money is going Okay, because your money has to be able to work for you uninterrupted. A lot of times, people will be like, "Oh, I don't, I, you know, you're living check to check because you're not budgeting, because you're not saving, because you're not investing, and 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 then paying your bills and then living on the rest." Um, and and how often have you seen it to where it's like, uh, got a couple of, got a week left or a half, a week and a half left before you get paid again? And you have to leverage a hundred dollars to to last that long. You can manage to pull that off, but you can't manage to make a whole paycheck last. That's crazy, right? And then you're unable to invest money because you're constantly pulling money out of those investments. Okay, you're constantly pulling money out of those investments. Because you need the money because you were irresponsible with your money. So being frugal, frugality, which is just, you know, living, I'm going to say potentially not be, not below your means, but like you're you're watching your money, right? You're watching your spending. You don't you don't need to, you know, you can you can do with the minimum and be fine because the idea behind being frugal is for every uh, all the money, all the extra money that you save that you're going to invest that towards your future of financial freedom, which is the name of the game. Okay. So you want to be able to have that money to work for you because that money can't compound and, and gain interest and work for you and flow as you need it to. If you're constantly pulling it out of the markets or pulling it out of whatever in a, a vehicle or tool it's being invested in. Man, I love when I get to have these types of conversations, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> and uh, what sparked this conversation for me was, um, well, not you know, uh, what, what sparked this mindset for me. I'm sorry, of uh, being on a, a financial education, financial literacy journey was uh, reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, which was uh, I always give that book credit. That's the book that changed my life, right? And then I doubled down on that when I uh, when I read The Richest Man in Babylon, which taught about the, spoke on the save 10%, uh, invest 10%, and uh, tithe 10%, uh, you know, the 10% rule uh, of, you know, just how to manage your money, which is, these are great starter books for anybody to, you know, but then there are other uh, financial education books that just kind of can help you on your journey, right? Of financial intelligence, of financial freedom, right? Financial security. Even if your goal isn't to create generational wealth, you do want to have some type, some level of financial security for yourself, and then to be able to teach your kids, right? And that's why I love these types of conversations because it's uh, often shimmied over in lower class communities, or even uh, for you know people that possibly come from middle class or wealthier family. They don't they don't know the basics of money management because that's all it is. It's all how well do you manage your money. Are you saving it? Are you investing in it? Are you budgeting it? Are you keeping track of it? Or do you know where it's going? Um, so a few points that I want to just kind of go over again before I let you guys go. Um, 
economics, learning about the, how the economy works. A lot of times people watch the, uh, the, the local news or the world news, but they're not watching the business news or the, 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 the state of the, the, how the economy is affecting the world news. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Yahoo Finance, for example, it teaches you a lot about what's going on in the economy, the geopolitics of it that uh, affects the markets and the marketplace. Uh, and, you know, that's how you can stay ahead of this stuff. When you see that the economy is contracting with these, uh, you know, people are screaming the word recession, then you know that big tech is going to possibly start laying off. Silicon Valley is probably going to start laying off. You might want to make sure you're protected when that stuff like this happens. Um, you, you, you might want to understand how the things that are going on in the economy with the quantitative easing and the quantitative tightening uh, can affect your ROI, your ROIC. You might want to, uh, so that's, the economy is going to be first and foremost. Um, hedging, how to protect your asset. That's going to be a second uh, potent point. Um, how asset classes are taxed. That's going to be a third uh, potent point. And um, good financial habits. Uh, are you are you saving? Are you investing? Are you budgeting? Are you allowing your money to work for you uninterrupted? These are ways how you win the game of money. Okay, that's all I do. That's all I do is educate people on how to win the game of money, right? How to build something sustainable and maintain it uh, and grow it because there are a few levels to to wealth building, uh, wealth creation, wealth accumulation, wealth preservation, all right? And that's what you have to understand. Man, I love when I get to do this type of stuff and have these type of talks, man. I love talking about, um, of course, stocks, but this is like some of the foundational principles that have to be put in place for you to be able to even begin to invest right before you can even begin to maximize those profits this is how you maximize those profits this is the blueprint on maximizing profits i love it guys i love it until next time guys again go check out rich dad poor dad uh go check out richest man in babylon just to kind of give you that um you know that beginning those beginning principles to uh to building wealth or financial education financial literacy okay until next time guys i'm your host stock market j and i just came and say today peace